Our communion meditation is from Ruth, starting at chapter 1, verse 22. So Naomi returned, and Ruth the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, with her, who returned from the country of Moab. Now they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. There was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth of the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. And she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came out and has continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we pray, please uh, have your Holy Spirit awaken our spirits and understand it and apply it in our day and in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray and ask this. Amen. This verse 22 does start a new thought. And it finally ends the tragedy of chapter 1. Now, of course, it doesn't end the tragedy. Nothing ends tragedy. Um, and yet, we were really buried in the tragedy that Naomi had experienced in chapter 1. The famine, the loss of her husband, the loss of her sons, all of these things happened to her. And this begins to bring in, bring us back to an aspect of normalcy. Those of you who have lost dear ones, whether uh, children or parents, husband, wife, when you're really, really close with someone and you lose them, uh, your life stops. It's like there is a pause button pressed on your life. And getting back to play is not all that easy. And it sometimes seems odd to you. It's as if you're looking through a dream world when you see other people going about their lives. It's like, don't they know that the world has ended? So death is the great disruptor. And just because it's common, just because all of us are going to die, doesn't make it any less disruptive. It's just not that disruptive when it's someone that's not that close to you. And yet, Naomi was fully disrupted. Ruth was disrupted. And yet, here is Ruth beginning to embrace a return to normalcy. Verse 1 just introduces Boaz. And then verse 2 says, So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. 
And Naomi said to her, Go, my daughter. So we see Ruth acting with respect towards Naomi. And so we see this insight into Ruth's character. We've already seen it in chapter 1. And so she's very respectful of Naomi, of her continuing influence in Ruth's life. And we see also that she's taking the initiative to improve their situation, which is dire. Here they are, two women alone in this world. And we go ahead to verse 7, and this servant of Boaz, the man that is leading this harvest, says, this is what Ruth said, please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. And then she's been there working all day, except for this brief break. So she is also industrious. She's respectful toward these people, and she's also industrious. Great character aspects that Ruth is exhibiting here. Now let's introduce Boaz. In verse 1, there was a relative of Naomi's husband, a man of great wealth of the family of, of, the family of Elimelech. His name was Boaz. And so we see now that Boaz is a man of great wealth. We see in verse 3, when it's describing Ruth coming into Boaz's field, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. And so this little phrase assures us then that this was not some diabolical plan of Naomi's. This is God's plan being worked out. This is not Naomi and Ruth plotting to find her a wealthy husband. Boaz came. He's from Bethlehem. This field is obviously somewhere remote from Bethlehem, outside of the city. And so he comes out there to check on what's going on, to check on his reapers. Boaz didn't get wealthy by staying in Bethlehem counting his money. He's looking after his investment. He's looking after his workers. He's also industrious. So we see Ruth and Boaz, and now I want to draw your attention to this phrase. When Boaz came, he greeted his workers, he blessed them. Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this? Listen to that phrase. Hear it with fresh ears. Whose young woman is this? What is implied by what Boaz is asking and how he's asking it? That this woman ought to belong to somebody. Imagine you're a feminist. Imagine you're Oprah or Rosie. Imagine you're hearing this phrase, whose woman is this? You would be offended. Rightfully, if you're a feminist, she doesn't have to be owned. She doesn't have to be reporting to some man. But that is the world Boaz lived in. And it's really the world God designed Boaz to live in. It's the world God has designed all of us humans to live in. Now, he could have easily, you could also probably find whose young man is this. You could hear that too. But you know, you know, there's something different when Boaz is saying, whose young woman is this? And what does his servant say? That this is the woman that returned from Moab with Naomi. So see, she's nobody's.
Ruth had already drawn attention to herself by returning with Naomi. This was unusual, what she's done. She chose to stay with Naomi. She chose to faithfulness, a path of faithfulness. And like I said before, she's chosen to change her allegiance in life. She's embraced God. She's embraced Jehovah. And see, our character is revealed by our choices in life. Ruth's character is revealed by what she's chosen to do, returning to Bethlehem with Naomi, choosing to go out to work, treating Naomi with respect. All of these are aspects of Ruth's character that God has imbued her with. She is perhaps also who she was in her home. We don't know. We don't know anything about her before this happened. But her character here is being revealed. Boaz is a successful man, and he has trained himself to recognize good character. And you can see where this is going right from the beginning here. Whose woman is this, he asks. He's concerned for her. He's not just curious. He wants to know the story behind what's going on. So see, when we come to the table, we want to exhibit character like Ruth has exhibited. We want to exhibit character like Boaz is exhibiting. That of industry. That of looking after what it is that God is having us do. So when we come to the table, reflect on our character. Am I who God wants me to be? Am I even trying to be who God wants me to be? Or am I not? Am I at this point in my life where I'm just in a lull? I'm in a, I'm in a, uh, a funk. I just am not interested in going where God wants me to go. So first you have to decide you want to do that. Do you want to go where God wants you to go? Is that your goal in life? It ought to be. And when you're in agreement with God's will for your life, with his design for this world, then you're looking in the right direction. Now, obviously, Ruth was not someone's responsibility. This is sad. But again, this is the disruptor called death at work. That is bad. So we can't regard that as normal. And Boaz didn't. And we'll come to see that very, very clearly. So as we come to the table, let's reflect on Ruth's character and let's strive to be, fulfill the character that God has designed us to be. Father God, we thank you that Ruth was a great evidence of your work in her life. Your Holy Spirit was transforming her to be Christ-like. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that your Holy Spirit does that for us and we pray that we would not be fighting against him, but that we would be seeking every opportunity to perfect his work in us, to not fight against it, but to embrace it and to revel in it. We thank you now, Father, for your work in our lives. We know that you who have begun that good work will complete it. But Lord, we pray that we would just not be fighting against that work. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.